Welcome to Amuna is our future. I'm going to welcome everyone to Amuna is our future with pain to growing change. Amuna is our future is something which we're building since the summertime and truth is the year before 2018 we had a tour with Rav Shalom Orish and that's where we're sitting in his wonderful yeshiva in Yushalayim on a nice cold sunny day. Thank God I've had a recovery health-wise. You have to appreciate that transition time when you feel a refua. It's very exciting to breathe normally and to feel the, the wonders of Bore, the, the Niflos of Bore, the creation's amazing time, especially in the winter where, you know, when it's cold and dreary and you feel alnaivan, you feel chiyas, like we spoke about from last week, v'chi Yaakov and Shabbos Chazak. And we're going into a time called Shobavim. This is the time we started this week. We spoke about it. The Shabbos before is the preparation, gives us the encouragement. And what does it mean, Shobavim? What are we discussing during this time? We're transforming this Pasha Shmos, pain of our generation, not just then in Mitzrayim and Egypt. We're transforming the 2020 generation of exile into real growth-filled positive change. Everybody can learn, everyone can pray, everyone can talk, but to make change that's real and lasting, this takes a lot of self-development and work. And it's something which personally I'm, I'm really up for and I know I need to improve it. So having that honesty is like a big step in that direction and that humility that we need to change that we're not perfect and we're not aiming for perfection we're not trying to be perfectionists you know this is a, a big challenge nowadays that in itself is a big source of pain perfectionism ocd or all these different ways of describing a person's reality and all these different stories we make in ourselves in our minds these are the Meitzaram, these are the restrictions, these are the big compounds of exile just before the Messiah comes, when Mashiach comes, for we come to our Geula Shlema, not just the redemption of Egypt, but we redeem ourselves completely. There's a tremendous amount of compounding of pain and inner suffering. A person doesn't always feel like they are centered and they're doing their mission and they're able to do it, they don't feel empowered, they don't feel ability to enhance themselves. And we want to do all the opposite. We want to enhance, we want to empower, we want to feel enlivened, like we said, to feel healthy, not just physically, but emotionally, spiritually. And to be able to always say the right thing, to do the right thing, we're not going to always do it. We're human beings, we might not always respond 100% well to our loved ones the way they would like or want. And that's okay. You know why it's okay? Because we're human. And being human is a process. It's a tshuva process we spoke about that we'd like to guide ballet tshuva, which we said in joke and jest, but we meant it seriously, that we are all ballet tshuva. Everybody has to be a ballet tshuva. So being that we're in this tshuva process together, we're going to try to do this with joyful guidance, and we're going to try to climax and create a vision of what this show of him already at the beginning. It's very important when you, before, when you start something 
to understand what your goals, what your values. We spoke about this in our summer classes of Amunah's Our Future. You can go back. We went through the 10 habits of truly effective living based on Stephen Covey. And this idea of having a mission statement, having a vision, having goals, not just going about life like whatever. It's not whatever. We're intentional. It's real. It's happening. And there's a certain obligation in a good way, in a positive way, that we can fulfill our purpose in this world. And the more we tune into that, it will be a different experience. So personally, you know, I, I was trying to like think, you know, what can I give over that would really make a difference? So we have the story in the Torah that, for me, makes a very profound impact. We spoke about this idea of this big revelation last week. So that's what's happening in Mitzrayim in Egypt, that God is about to reveal himself to the Jewish people. Firstly, to Moshe Rabbeinu, our leader. He was the chosen one, like we have a Sadiq in every generation, or Sadiqim, to guide us out of our exile, to give us the advice. We speak about Rabbi Nachman, we speak about all the Sadiqim, we speak about Rabbi Shalom Arush. This is his wonderful yeshiva, Chutzah Chesed. We speak about the Amunatur, we speak about people that can help and scenarios where we get together and we can build enough inspiration that can help us on a personal level. We have the books, we have the guidance, we have our own daily workshop, that we have all the online resources that we're building. We have good news, you know, good news is important, but so is Tovis. Tavis is the idea of Tovis. This month we're in and Shvat also is connected to that. Shema B'Tovis, Tovis is the first letters. We want to hear good news in this time. You know, there's a lot of crazy stuff going down. And there's also good news as well. We're not going to get political, but on our level, on our Amuna is our future scale. The good news is that Rabbi Yonatan Galait, who's continuing, thank God, to give very inspiring shirim, and we ask you to share them and to, to uh, continue the workshop, to keep giving feedback. He's giving a shir in Tel Aviv. Inspired Tel Aviv is the name of the program, 54 uh, Bar Kochba, I believe. You can look it up on the links, it's in Tel Aviv, and we'll hopefully have some sort of live feed. This will be next week, Wednesday, the 22nd of January. And we're hoping to have a follow-up share from Rav Shalom Barish himself in English, for Rav Dayan Elgrad, we're still yet to confirm that sometime in February. But we're having a Munatoria in Israel. That's important that we do that in English. And Rav Yonatan Galed, this will be his first public appearance in English. And it's very exciting for us to see his development with the, you know, the seven classes he's given so far online in English and the hundreds he's given in Spanish and uh, thousands of people who are following him and love him and give feedback. And we want all of you guys to, to take part in that. And one of the things is, like we're talking about this tuba process, he's another example of someone who's gone through the tuba process as we know, Rosh Hashanah himself has gone through the tshuva process. But what is that process that as a people, what do, what do we do? Like, you know, I spoke about my own personal one, but not just personally, but what is this process? So we in Mitzrayim, we're in a time of pain and struggle. It's not so simple. You know, Egypt is a place which tests us. It puts us to the, pushes us to the limit, gives us things we don't want to do, and we have to do them in order to survive. And everyone had to do different work that they didn't want to do. And it's a certain like pushing and testing and bringing out all the points of pain and struggle and trauma and emotional 
holdbacks and blocks and blockages and all kinds of things that are going on on a daily level in our generation. If you just look around, just go online, see where people are holding. And even like, you know, my son will be saying like on social media, people sometimes respond so negatively. And they're like, you know, even last week I had someone responded underneath was like, come on, man. Like, you know, I, I can take feedback, but you don't have to be rude about it. You know, like, let's be positive. And that's something which, you know, even in the, the, the powers around us, they, unfortunately, rudeness and putting down people has become a common reality. It's not the ideal. Even if some of their actions are positive, but the way they're speaking is not positive, we have to make that distinction. And that's not a role model for us, you know, to always work on our midas and how we are. So we shouldn't create more pain. There's already enough pain as it is. As Rabbi once said to me, we don't need to make tests for other people. So we're in this place in Mitzrayim in Egypt where there's all this kind of struggle and this is going on in the social media world and the internet world, technological world. And we spoke about all the distractions and bombardment last week with the 10 for Tavis. And we're trying to deal with it. Like I have my, my podcast, Relationship Flow. We're trying to be more intent. We're trying to be more real and not allow ourselves to get distracted away from our flow. We're trying to, and it's hard, you know, like on a daily level, it's hard. And I'm a human being and I admit, on a daily level, I make mistakes and I would like to improve. My rots and my wills, because what do you do when it's just not happening? So one of the answers is, and my son actually mentioned it today, and it's truth. And it's based on teachings from Rav Orish and all the Siddiquim, and he speaks about it in all his God and Amunah books, the idea of prayer, personal prayer, of crying out. And this is a very big Yisodis in Breslau, for sure, of just saying, Oi, Tate, help, help me. I can't do this anymore. I can't deal with this pain and this struggle with my job, with my boss, with my spouse, with my children, with my panasa, my money issues. I can't deal with this anymore. So just help me. I'm screaming, I'm emotional, I'm feeling it, the pain, and I want relief. You know, I was feeling so sick, you just want to get better. You want all your things on an inner level just to like, just to somewhat be balanced and feel doable. So as about tumor, like a person can suddenly come and he's like very inspired. And like we said, suddenly that inspiration somewhat is now dissipating and you're faced with real life challenges. And you're like, where, where's God? You know, where, where's this light? Where's all this revelation? Where's this clarity? You know, I, I don't understand this Gemara. You know, I don't understand, you know, what this, what, what God wants from me right now. Like with my life, what am I supposed to do? I thought if I just learn Torah and pray, everything will work out. And it's not like, I don't know what to do. And that is a big challenging point for every Baal Tshuva and including myself, gone through this many times. And you scream out to Hashem, you call out to Hashem to help you. I had a job once. And it was like one of these like corporate customer service jobs. And in Baruch Hashem, it was a good job, but there was just so much pressure and so much downtime and so much this and that. And you, you're sitting in this room for hours and hours day after day, and you're just like, and you're being, you know, watched and everything's quality and KPGs and all this stuff. I've forgotten the names even. KPIs, sorry. And all this performance stuff, and they're testing you out, and you just like want to go crazy, like, ah, help me, screaming, like the customer's having issues and the company's having issues. and and you're like the source of all the issues and you just like, and really you're not, but that's, you're being blamed. And it's like really intense sometimes, the work situation, I was just screaming, Hashem help me. And it's suddenly like, Hashem did, you know, that there is light at the end of the tunnel. We went out of Egypt. We went, we go out of our 
Egypt state every single morning. The whole idea of waking up every day is an experience. As the Balatani says, we're going out of Egypt. We're going out of our restraints. We're stuck in this body that wants very low things. And suddenly our soul comes in, Moda'ani, a new soul, a new portion of life. And we're going out of the morning of uh, this constraint in our beds. And we're able to go out and live and dance and put music on. I've been putting on this Benny Freeman song the last few mornings and just dancing around, just feeling joy, just whatever it is, whatever music works for you, but like Modani, get yourself into a positive state as Gedalia Fenster brings down and you know all the big, you know, Hizuk people out there in the non-Jewish world as well, like the, the general world of Tony Robbins, all these kind of guys jumping, getting yourself into performance state. You know, this idea of life, of feeling the, the gift of life, and knowing that there's a way out of this feeling of smallness, of cutness, of pain, that you're not stuck there, the action, doing things, performing, creating, being involved, having connection. This is very powerful ways. And once again, performing in a way in your soul's performance. You have a, you have a soul, you have a godly soul, and it wants to connect back to God. It doesn't want to get pulled down into the daily struggles. It wants to have a constant connection with godliness and bring that into this physical reality. And that is something which every day a person's struggling with. And we're all seeking a way out. We're all seeking that redemption. So that is part of the Jewish journey. We're just like, once again, get to what's the vision? The vision is we're stuck in this painful place. And suddenly we know that with our power of prayer, by screaming to God, by performing in, in a godly manner and creating that godly energy in the world, bringing our soul out more. And also by learning and connecting to the Torah, it's hinted to in the Pasha how powerful the Torah is. It's Shamus, it's all godly names. We're all godly names, we all have names, we're all Shamus, this idea of Shmos. We're all part of this godly experience in our essence. And to bring that out and everything we're doing with the people we're connecting with and learning with and growing with and and feeding or, or being fed by or whatever the relationship is, the mashpir, the makabu, the giving, the one who receives, all these scenarios to remember that there's a godly experience in all life. There's always someone giving and receiving and there's, those two aspects are very spiritual and real and that's really the shame, shame of Forish that Moshe was zochah to see. Moshe was was meritorious to have Hashem reveal himself. Eki Asher Eki. The Hashem, I am the one who will take you out, says Hashem. I will the one who will take you out of your pain, your struggle. So remember that there is a way out and that's the key to all the 12 steps and all the all the people who are seeking, you know, awakenings and recovery and whatever it is you're going through, your addictions, to get out of it through the higher force, to remember that there's a force beyond yourself. There's a soulful force within as well, within, that will give you the strength to deal with everything, to give you the chizit, to give you the koyach. Yeah, and that's really, someone just wrote, um, that look beyond the horizon, Hashem is waiting for us to join, cleave to him. That's right. I remember they wrote a similar idea in a previous class, and that idea of that Hashem is waiting for us on a daily level to wake up. That's why the first thing we should try and do, personally, I go to mikvah, but then to pray to Hashem, to have that beginning. And you see the whole shachris, the whole morning prayer service, as the ballot, and you're right, is going out of your restraints, out of your exile, and going into that place of Krishna, of oneness, and Shmona Esrei, standing in front of Hashem. We spoke about this with Avram Yitzhak, we spoke about it in previous classes. But the idea is that every day, that's the key to going out of Mitzvah, and the merit of Avram Yitzhak, we're going out of our restraints, into our 
life, into our daily experience, with the reality that we're not in Mitzrayim anymore. That there's a, there's a goal, we're going to go out this Egypt and we're going to receive the Torah anew, on a daily level. We're going to go to Kabbalah Satoria. These are the six parshas of Shmos, excuse the sound, Shmos, Vayera. Yeah, we're going, that's the, the plagues start to begin. The undoing of all the negativity, the ten plagues that fix up the ten aspects of creation, the ten sayings of creation, the ten plagues come. And then there's Bo, we're going to talk about this in coming weeks. And each one is connected to different aspects. We spoke back in the past about the idea of Shmos is connected to kindness, Hashem's pure kindness. We weren't even so connected to Him, we weren't so interested. We weren't a godly inspired people. Look at the world right now, most Jews and most people in the world are not so godly inspired. But inside there's this deep first that really, in a very quick way, suddenly everyone can wake up and want a more godly experience. You know, I had in my Shabbos, yeah, I want to just like, just bring it down a little bit to reality as we're going out of Mitzrayim and we're experiencing where we're going. We're going through Bo and then into Beshalach, the, the sea is splitting, and then we're going to receive the Torah, and that's Yisra, Mishpat, these six parshas that spell out the word Shobavim in the first letter. This idea is tremendous that on my Shabbos, I had Shabbos Chazak, Shabbos Vayichi, we had um, two converts, Afro-Americans, and they were very, very special. Um, one of them was Mordechai Ben Avram. I posted him on our site and he's telling a story about the All Lives Matter and this, this whole current issue right now. I had another guest, and, uh, someone originally from Nigeria, and very special person, and his journey of back to, his, to the Jewish people and back to his soul. And, you know, we're not encouraging everybody to convert. That's not our mission. But just the, the clarity that these people found in their journey and they're able to answer up issues in a real way that me personally, like, you know, I do my best, but they could be spokespeople and like Listen Black's putting out a song. We've been speaking about him and we also connected with him on this point about the motherland bounce. He's going to be putting out this message about there can be unity between the black community, the Jewish community, all the different types of people. We've spoken a lot about this concept of unity, that we shouldn't get stuck on hatred and argument and, and small mindfulness and, and places which divide us. You know, one of the things is they forgot Yosef. What was Yosef? Yosef was the Sadiq who was feeding everybody. He was bringing down all the inspiration. We should never forget. We were sitting in the yeshiva of a Sadiq, of Shalomorish. We were getting our light from the leader of that community, and we should never forget the Sadiq. And that was a big problem that, you know, with the movements right now, they forgot the, the kind people that helped them have that freedom, that helped them have that inspiration. And it should never be forgotten. You know, I had, that was the guest the next day at my lunch, and a guy called JC, he said his, his Zayda, his grandfather, was part of the civil rights movement. What, what, why did everyone forget that? that? The Jewish people were so involved in that, and so involved in bringing down more clarity about people's rights and freedoms. But we know that the ultimate freedom comes from Torah. We know that ultimately everyone has to come back to that ultimate truth of Amuna and foundation, and that will be the key. So we'll just sum up to make sense of everything we've spoken about. There is an exile, there is pain, we're in Shmos, we're in e Egypt, but we have names, we, we have to know our mission, know our value system, know our goals, that we're going to go out of these problems, we're not going to be stuck in this pain, this time will pass, it's not eternal, the pain, the pain is there to build and to help us grow and to have real change, to change ourselves, to really internalize on a heart level, not just 
just intellectually, but on a heart level, to change the Torah should go in. Rasodic says, we us in our lave, has to be us in the heart, has to be fixed in our heart. All the things we learn, all the things we're doing, all the goals, all the values, so that we emotionally are up to par, to deal with people in a real way, to deal with our pain, our struggles, and not to allow what seemingly seems so like, wow, so overwhelming, to, to, to rule our life. We shouldn't let that pain overwhelm us. It's not the full picture. There's a picture of redemption. There's a picture of going out of Mitzrayim and leaving Mitzrayim. You see it's Mitzrayim. Every day we make a moti lechem in our We're taking out the bread from the ground. We're bringing out the goodness from this world. We're constantly bringing out the goodness from ourselves. We're all the time, we have such a godly mission. And to never lose faith in that, to have a muna, but on an intrinsic level. So that, for example, when next week, when Rihanna Tumba speak, or we go online and watch the classes, or all the other great people out there who are sharing inspiration, all the great music, all the great creatives that we've spoken about in previous times that I'm busy with, with my Unity projects and my Unity Flow projects and Eddie Goldsmith's flow, I'm trying to bring out more and more inspiration in the world. And it's hard because there's so much inspiration coming from the wrong places, unfortunately, this uh, seemingly inspiration. There's so much seemingly people guiding you towards a pain-free life. There's no such thing. The pain is there for us to grow. It has a positive purpose. And it's the Torah talks about it in a real way in this Vipasha, in now, in our time spiritually, that we are meant to have pain and transform that to real growth, to real change, to become the full people we can be, the full, happy, inspired, enlightened, clarified people we can be. So I bless everyone. You know, personally, I went through this many, many times. I'm still going through it on a daily level. It never, never really gets easier. That's part of the challenge, that you get into bigger levels of, of um, responsibilities and struggles, you know, in all different ways, bringing up family or children, all that kind of stuff. But that is part of how you grow. That is how you become a better person. And prayer is a time you can call out to help you change, to help you deal with things in a better way, in a more mature, inspired way, in a more profound way, in a more uplifted way. So we'll end off our Muna as our future class. We ask you always to share, to grow together. Muna Tour 2020. We need your hostings. We need your involvement. Please keep putting out the good message yourself. Develop your own Amuna classes, your own unity focus to bring a better world, to bring in life and light into our life, just like Moshe did in this week's Parsha. He brought light to the Jewish people and inspiration that we can go out of our problems. And Rav Oresh has done that in his Garden of Amuna series books. And we're all part of that in the general growth of positivity and change in the Jewish people. The change is something positive. Changing is something amazing. It's an amazing opportunity on a daily level. You know, we are a certain way, but don't allow yourself to fix yourself. We're never fixed. We're always growing and changing. And to believe in ourselves that we can do that. Amen.